Hi, friends. It's Kristen, and you are about to listen to our Create podcast. But guess what? We were traveling, and we didn't have our normal recording equipment, so we improvised. And, well, let's just say the audio's a little shaky. So we appreciate your grace and your patience with us as we share these words with you, however imperfectly recorded. May the imperfection itself be a gift. Oh, I love to follow my instincts. (laughs) How are you, Kristen? Oh, Natalie, I wanted you to know that I've had the most fun two days with you in Silver Lake, California, living our dreams. Well, I don't know if the audience always knows this because I think they assume because we post a podcast every week that we're together, (laughs) but we are never together. Well, we did spend all summer in Europe together, which was incredible. But since then, Mm -hmm. I really haven't seen you. And here we are. And here we are. And I, I snuck a trip in. I was in San Diego doing a little business trip. And I snuck on up to LA. And you came down from Vancouver. And we reunited. And the rainbows came out. And the butterflies sang. <laughs> and we, we screamed. And we, we did. ran into each other's arms. We did. I almost knocked someone over <laughs> so that I could get my hands on you. It's so true. It was really fun. It was really fun. It was really like long lost lovers reunited, but we have had so many awesome downloads about how it's so great to be in partnership. And it's so great to notice that there's a certain energy that does get activated when we are together. And it's a really great curriculum to say, how can I bring that awesome Kristen energy into my life even when I'm not with Kristen? That's a great practice. Oh, thank you. <laughs> it's just so fun to play with you. I love delighting you. <laughs> you do. And I have, love to romance Oh my gosh, do I ever love to romance <laughs> you? And I had that great insight that, that came in on Thursday night when I wanted to take you to my favorite restaurant. And I was so excited to show you this beautiful romantic restaurant with a tree right in the middle of it. It was stunning. Because I thought I would light up your heart. And I was like, oh, that's how the divine thinks about us all the time. It's like it can't wait to delight us like that. It's like a million times the delight I feel in delighting you is how the divine is for us. Yeah. And it's a really interesting thing because we've been talking a lot about the universe and our relationship to this source of love that created this whole darn thing and how it is here in service to us. Yes. There's something that the yogis talk about that the, the property, the form, is is wanting to be of service to us, the seer, the perusia, the consciousness. Yeah. Everything wants to be in service of us. All the good, all the bad, all the ugly, everything that life gives us yes. is meant to be in service of our growth and evolution. And the divine, the, the cosmic force that yeah. created us feels the same way about us. Well, that was my big insight from directing this television episode. And I'm just going to Congratulations, jump right in. by the way. Kristen just directed a fancy TV episode. We can't really talk about it yet, but it was awesome. It was so fun, you guys. It really was the manifestation of a dream that I've been holding in my consciousness for a long, long time. And I say this out loud too. So if you have a dream that is in your heart and you're like, I know that's for me. And I know, oh, friends, I wish I could just hold your hand in person right now, each one of you, and say, I know it can be frustrating when it feels like the dream is on delay, but if the dream is in your heart, I know it is for you, I know it is coming, and I just encourage you to have the most 
fun you can possibly have knowing that it's on its way. A hundred percent. We were just having this conversation on the beach the other day. That's right. We just had a desire to go to Venice Beach, even if it was for five minutes and put our feet in the sand and be silly. And we did a little Instagram video and we were just silly and having fun. And at one moment I looked at Kristen and I said, do you remember when there was a time when you when I were in New York teaching together every single week, just teaching tools for artists. And we started with like four people in a room (laughs) and then six people in a room and then 70 people in a room. And it just felt during that time, like we would just always be here. Like Mm -hmm. it, it would always just look like this, but that was awesome and delightful because it felt so fun. And now where we are, where we're traveling all over the world, we're teaching all over the world, we're doing our art as artists. I mean, I just finished filming three projects as an actress this month. You just finished this great TV show. And for us, it felt like, although we knew those dreams were inside, there was a long period of time where it just felt we were just showing up to do the teaching and do the service. Yes. And we were just showing up for it really consistently and yeah. having so much fun getting to know each other. And so much fun wearing cute outfits as we were doing it. And making it playful. And the gift I also see of that time when you and I were teaching is we just got really good at trusting each other, at being in collaboration with each other. Trusting the process. Trusting the change channel the download like the way that you and I can like ping pong back and forth I want to tell our listeners that we got interviewed for this documentary that's going to be on Hay House oh I love to follow my instincts (laughs) and Natalie and I were talking about how fascinating it was because we could almost feel when it's the time for the other person to talk and we would get downloads as the other person was talking so it was almost like one person got filled up and then would go, and while they were going, the other person got filled up. Yeah. And that's something to think that occurred as we were teaching for all those years together weekly, um, this trust in the system. So yes. the skills were being refined that now get released. and Trust in the timing, trust in yes. the process. Yes. Even when it felt like nothing was moving, just to say, well, then let me just be in as much joy and as much service yes. to whatever's here in front of me. And if this is all there ever is, cool. I mean, there's so oh, many other totally. dreams. There's so many other things. It, yeah. This feels like such the tip of the iceberg. But if this is where cosmic consciousness is putting me right now, then let me celebrate it with the knowing that the other thing is coming. And what I felt like on the beach yesterday was like now sitting in the middle of what feels like a huge expansion, it feels like even though that time was like two and a half or three years, it feels like it was a nanosecond. That's right. It feels like it was a flash. I remember that before Rock of Ages went to Broadway for so long. Man, that was the dream. Like to have a show on Broadway felt like the most unattainable dream ever. And it felt like I was always directing the show. I was always working towards directing. And there was one moment where I really felt like, oh, just directing and teaching might be the rest of my life. And there might not be like um, that quote unquote success there. But if there is great, I know the dream of my heart, but I remember having this deep surrender of like, I love my life right now as it is. And then it all broke open. And I was like, I mean, that's what made me really want to run around and tell everyone their dreams want want to come true. 100%. and, and, And that so many people give up before the miracle shows up. That's right. So you got to wait five minutes before the miracle. We had this funny thing where I sent Kristen and another dear friend who everyone knows because we've had her on our podcast, our dear friend, Maddie Corman. I sent you guys both a text 
sisters. I'm just reaching out for love and support because I'm in a real emotional tough spot. And I feel like it's too big. I feel like I'm in so much pain and I feel like uh, I want to trust, but I'm, I'm in so much pain and discomfort. It feels like the miracle is never going to come. And not even five minutes later, I sent a second text saying, I just booked a mother effing Christmas commercial. National Christmas commercial. Like a huge, yep. like A, I, and this is going to relate to our episode today. I love <laughs> Christmas. I love it. There is nothing I love more. And all my life as an actor, I'm like, most actors don't ever want to audition for Christmas stuff, especially Christmas movies. Mm-hmm. Such bad rep of being yeah. like the same plot line. Oh, kind of annoying, you know, just like not really that good. Not really that high quality. I mean, I could not disagree more. They're like my favorite movies in the world and I love them. And like the quote unquote cheesier or worse they are, the more my heart opens wide for them. And so all my life as an actor, it's like, well, this is my dream. I really want to like book Christmas stuff. And in like 17 years of being a professional actor, I've never even had as much as an audition for anything Christmassy. And then here I find myself in this kind of dark night of the soul. And the thing that comes in is a Christmas commercial. It was too obvious. And it felt like, oh, Spirit's been planning this for 17 years. That's right. You know, like yeah. sometimes the timeline is, well, all the time, the timeline is so different than we think, but it doesn't mean it's not happening. Right. You got to trust the divine's timing. <laughs> it's like the divine's timing is always on time. Man. And I wanted to share with our listeners this really beautiful insight that came in. And when you were just talking about um, in the Eastern tradition, how they say, and will you say it one more time before I get this about uh, energy serving us? Will yes, you say it one more time? Everything that's form, uh-huh. everything that is property, and mm-hmm. everything in life is here to serve the perceiver, yes. which is the consciousness. So here I am, and I'm on this fancy TV show, and I'm so grateful for all the tools that I've developed over all these years of directing, right? So I have a really expansive toolbox. And one of the things that I just recognized myself is when you are especially filming anything and you have a time you have to fit it into, right? Um, You can watch people around you getting uh, different feelings, Right. Kristen's trying to say people get crazy. <laughs> and this is true of all collaboration, <laughs> this is right? true of all collaboration where there's a timeline involved and right. there's money involved and there's things at stake. Right, because people, and this is true of every single art form that I've ever been a part of, people, you can watch all people get into time shortage consciousness, uh, money shortage consciousness, and um, feeling that the, that other people around them are not working for them. Right. Like they can get out of community and collaboration. Right. And uh, some often I have felt like my job is to hold an unbroken awareness that there is plenty. Yeah. And what I was sharing with Natalie uh, was that as a little girl, there was something in me that always, if someone was upset, like I came to this planet with lots of like joy and love and excitement. And when someone would get upset, I'd almost want to like leave my body to like go into them energetically and lift them up. Mm. And I was telling Natalie that I learned uh, a few things of like, it's just not okay to enter someone else's energetic field without them asking, right? Mm. Everyone is entitled to their own experience. And that includes their creation of 
sadness or their creation of anger or their creation of their perception. Mm -hmm. That is theirs. That is their creation. And it is not my job to mess with someone else's creation unless there's an invitation to, right? If there is consent and invitation, then you can like play in someone else's energetic field, right? So often when I'm coaching someone, they have invited me into their energetic field. They have said, come into me and come, let's play, right? Let's play energetically. So there's an invitation there. Uh, And like when Natalie and I are hanging out, we have kind of like an unspoken thing that we can play in each other's energetic field. That's what we like. Mm -hmm. So the big insight was all this love and joy and play that's inside of me is actually for me. Mm. It isn't that this is something where my responsibility is to lift others up. Now it's a gift that I can, that I, I have the ability to lift others yeah. up. I love to inspire others when that you get to, that I get it's to. an awesome game you get to play on this planet. Right. It's so fun to inspire others when that's part of the invitation, when that's part of the contract. Right. Mm. So it's like, if you come to a create class, we have created a contract where you're like, Kristen, will you lift me up and inspire me? I'm like, yes, yes. I'd love to. My gosh, yes. that's my favorite thing. Come on in. The Come on open. in. The door's open. So here's the insight. Here's where it's coming. If all this love and joy and play is inside of me, it's for me. I get to enjoy it. Now, I betray myself when I leave my energetic field to go into someone else's energetic field uninvited, mm. right? If I stay in my own energetic field, stay in contact with the divine, stay in contact with source, really enjoy my experience, then the fun is I get the opportunity to play with the divine instead of having to um, to caretake for others. Yes. And just to give like real on the ground examples Mm -hmm. of how this can show up is I think many of us who are compassionate and empathetic and deeply feeling or have any kind of spiritual leaning where we know this whole game is about unity and oneness and love and unconditional love. There is a tendency being raised as good girls and boys Mm -hmm. to say, if you're having a bad day, I don't have the right to have a good day. I have to go and help fix your bad day. And then we can have a good day together. Right? Yes. But what it actually does is it's it's flawed in a few different premises. Number one, if you stand in the goodness and in the light and in the inspiration and possibility, then you are showing that person a possibility that they may not know is available. Mm -hmm. And if you stay in that vibration, it might make them mad at you. And that's awesome because that's also showing that person a place inside of them that wants some healing. Because if you feel threatened by someone else's good, that's a huge leading edge of growth. And although it for the one standing in the light can feel awful to feel like I'm doing well and that person isn't happy for me. I'm doing, I'm having a great day and that person isn't applauding that or wanting that for me. We have to know it's not that they don't want it for us. It's that they do want it for them. Mm. But the pathway of them learning how to give it to themselves is by looking at the places in themselves that don't feel connected to that 
And so there's a tendency to want to make that which they want that they feel they can't have wrong. But the gift that we give them is by standing for the possibility of that thing and say, I'm going to stand over here and you come on over and join me and I'm going to hold the gates open. Right. I hold the vision. And Natalie and I were talking this morning that if you love someone, you demonstrate that, demonstrate it by not worrying about them. Yeah. You demonstrate that by knowing they have their own guidance system, they have their own connection to the divine and they are wise and smart and they are being led exactly in the right time to exactly where they want to go. And they get the right to their own creation. And we honor them by allowing them to have their own creation. That is the definition of respect. That's right. Right. I respect you enough to not try to fix or save you. That's it. And there's something that I heard that a, a female who is like a powerhouse that I really love and and admire. She said something to me about whenever I am judging someone, I'm not loving them. I left the space of love. Whenever I am worrying about someone, I left the space of loving them. That's right. The only way I can stay in the energy of loving the person is loving them. That's right. Right. And I love when Rumi says, uh, is it Rumi or uh, someone else who said, um, outside of right and wrong Rumi. fields, and I will meet you there. That's what I think it means. It means I'm not going to judge you. I'm not going to judge your process. I'm not going to judge your sadness. I'm not going to judge where you are. I'm not going to label it right or wrong. I'm not going to label it that there's something wrong with you. I'm not going to label it that there's something right with me. Yes. I'm just going to go stand in the field where I feel good. And I will meet you there whenever you want to feel that way too. Whenever you are ready. And I have a time constraint on it. Yeah. I just know because the desire is in my heart, we're going to be in that field. And speaking of dismantling that feeling of judgment, I just want all of us to put a hand on our hearts and say to ourselves, how many times do you find yourself trying to learn a lesson imperfectly? And it takes a lot longer than you wish it did. (laughs) And you think you learned it and you think you got it. And then all of a sudden, oh, something happens. And like, oh, I didn't, I wasn't as far along as I thought I was. And how often do we get into such anger for ourselves or shame for ourselves that we're not further along and know better, but we can't always do better. And sometimes it takes years to step into, ah, that's who I always wanted to be. And I'm finally here. That feels awesome. So can we give that same compassion to everyone else that it might take them years? Yeah. And that's okay. Because it takes me so long to get things sometimes. Yes. And it's important that I give myself the compassion of knowing that I'm doing my best. That let me not play God in someone else's life by telling them they need to learn it on my timeline instead of theirs. Ooh, that is so deep. I had this experience where in the middle of the night, I just had this question. As I had this awareness and this insight, I had this question. So really show me divine how to lead. And I got woken up in the middle of the night and I went to my journal and it said, lead through the knowing of the perfection. Mm. So lead through knowing of the wholeness. You know the wholeness of everyone. You know the perfection of everyone. You know that everything is working out for the greatest good. And from that point, 
instead of trying to work to make something happen, become receptive to allow something, a miracle to happen, to allow the space where we can put you in the state of awe. Mm. So creating the, the, the field where something so incredible is going to happen that I'm going to go, oh, well, that wasn't me. Yes. That was spirit doing what spirit does using all of us, using the collective. Yeah. Right. And then I just get to be amazed. As if the divine was saying, I can't wait to serve you. Mm. I can't wait to put you in awe. I can't wait to knock you out with what I can do. And your job is to hold that that is a space that is coming. That's it. That's it. That's People what you do. always say, why is it that the miracle happens at the last possible mother effing second? And it's like, because the, at the last mother effing second is when you let go of control. That's it. And it's only when it's not on your own steam and your own timeline and your own volition and your own power, when you drop it and go, I, I got nothing. I don't know. I, I, got, I don't know what to do anymore. I put my hands in the air. I wave my white flag. And then it's like divine's like, oh, finally. Now yeah. I can just do what I do. Right. And it's instantaneous. And that is where, for me, fun and joy and play come in. Because in fun and joy and play, you're in surrender. Mm. You've created openness. You have given the reins up by playing, by having fun, by having joy, to allow the work to get done another way. Yeah. Yes. Right? So that's why... It, you and I always joke when we go away on vacation is when the big things come in because we were in surrender. Well, this makes me think when I was on set filming this really fun Christmas commercial, mm-hmm. I mean, can you imagine how much joy I was in Natalie Roy, the Christmas baby of all Christmas babies. I, I mean, I walked into the most beautiful house in upstate New York that was set decorated for a perfect Christmas. I mean, the logs on the fire and the perfect Christmas tree and the eggnog and the thing. And then I had in the commercial a little eight-year-old daughter, and she was everything. And take after take after take after take, this little girl was showing up and do playing and having fun. And between takes, we were talking, and we were talking about Christmas, and we were talking about her family and joy and fun and school and all the things. We were having the best day together. But my t- like days on set are long. And even for adults who've ever been on set, it is hard to keep your energy up. Even though you love it, even though you're having the best time ever, you have uh, producers and executives saying, do it this way. No, we don't like this. No, do it. This, this. You have people correcting you. It's really hard to get out, stay out of the story of like, oh, I'm not doing it well. And I don't think they like me. And I don't think I'm standing in the right place. And it's just long days. And, it, and you have to take up a big space to hold it. And I'm watching this eight-year-old girl just being a boss on set and take after take after take, no matter if there's criticism or anything, she's just like, okay, let's do it again. Okay, let's do it again. And at one point I looked at her mother and I was like, how is this possible? Like I've never seen an adult Mm. with this level of professionalism on set. And she said, because she loves it. Uh, She said, trust me, if I asked her to play with her brother for eight hours, it would not look like this. If I asked her to do her schoolwork for eight hours, it would not look like this. She's, she's able to show up in this way because she's just staying in love. Yeah. She's able to, to do it all day long because it feels like play. 
She's able to continue take after take, even if she's getting criticism all day, because she's staying in the fun of the experience of it. And that's the shape-shifting that I felt you were describing when you were on set, that no matter what chaos is going on around, if I stay rooted, if my roots, my anchor is trust and creating an environment where everyone can thrive and flourish and the joy of getting to be that on this planet, then what can go wrong? Yeah. It's almost <laughs> like if I'm having fun, then the magic is happening. And it's so contagious. Right? I think in terms of talking about the contagion of fun, we have to say what happened in spin class this morning. Oh my gosh. That, that was a fun explosion. Okay. So... <laughs> We go to spin class this morning, and you guys, it's 80s mixtape morning. 80s spin class. Now, also, you should know, Kristen and I love going spinning together. It's one of our favorite things. We both don't necessarily love spinning. No. Like, it's, it's hard. Yeah. It's, you know, I, I get very competitive if I'm not in first place. There's, like, a lot of ego that shows up at spin class. Which is part of the reason that we continue to show up as spiritual practice. Um, we love how we feel after, but love how we feel. It's after. a tough little workout. Yeah. Now, we also have not seen each other in a long time, and we've not had a chance to go to a spin class in a long time. And so we get the opportunity to show up, and it's '80s day. Yeah, and magic ensued. Oh. Because this new game I'm playing is how much fun can I have? Right. So. Um, the, the, the jam start salt and pepper starts Michael Jackson I know she said it's not playing Michael Jackson it's very controversial but she, uh, she was playing Ozzy Osbourne she was playing Guns N' Roses oh, she was I mean just the jams kept coming that we like first of all could not help but dance we could not like uh, there was one song where she actually said okay this is like your choice you can do whatever resistance you want or go as fast as you want or go as slow as you want do whatever you want on the bike and my my only instinct of what I could do was dance on the bike yeah to the point where other people in class were probably like what is going on with these girls over there yeah how much coffee did they have this morning yes I could not stop dancing um well and that and the fun was so exciting that even after the spin class, there were girls going, I wanted to come spin with you guys. It was, it was so contagious. Fun. It was contagious. And so I want to share this like poem that came through me when I was up uh, there, this poem. And I read this to you one morning, um, but it just became so clear that what spirit was telling me was if you in this moment, just make the game, how much fun can you have? watch your life change. Mm. So this was my little poem. By the way, I get very turned on when you decide to read poetry. Like Kristen's poems are my favorite thing. And it's just a thing. Also, you guys, BT dubs, like pause. Um, because Natalie's my best friend and she's kind of like a dominatrix <laughs> inside. <laughs> she told me I had to publish my poetry book. I told I told her actually I was very angry at yes. her because she's so talented and she has all this dharma inside of her and she's not using it. And so I'm very angry. <laughs> and she said that she would only be pleased if I published my poetry book. <laughs> so I said, okay, okay. tail wag, tail wag. <laughs> um, so I'm literally, oh, so this is a fun thing. I like to, Natalie and I also talk about playing the game is if the universe was trying to make this easy for me, 
how might that look? Like, how might it be if the universe wanted to make this easy for me? So I was like, well, one of my friends from growing up does own one of the biggest poetry presses in America. <laughs> maybe I'll call him. Like, yeah, duh. duh. So anyways, you guys, I'm pu- publishing my first poetry book. <laughs> It's very exciting. But the reason I want to mention it also on the podcast is I'm going to do a little book tour. Yay! Is anything more fun than, I'm like totally going to steal Natalie and be like, will you come be on book tour with me? I will come and be sitting in the front row. Like my child (laughs) just got a gold star at the spelling bee and be taking lots of videos. Oh my God, that's all I want. (laughs) That's all I want in life. So if you want me or possibly us to come to your town and do a little reading in your local bookstore, email us. Um, on our cute little email that's on our website. I'm like, maybe we'll come into your town. Love it. Right? So here's here's the poem. And the poem goes, and one day the game changed. And it wasn't about how successful I could be or how much I could create. It wasn't about if I got everything done or even how good I was. It wasn't about how many people I could reach, touch, or affect. One day I woke up and the game became, how much fun can I have? Mm. And it's just the simplest, but it's like a note to myself. Yeah. And an important part of that poem is that it's not about trying to heal the world, right? And I think that for a long time, because I did feel this dharma as a healer, it all wanted to go out. It wanted to go out. It wanted to go out. And it was almost like the recorrection that the divine was saying to me is, "Uh uh-uh, baby girl, have it go in, have it go in, have it go in. We'll take care of the going out. You take care of the going in. Mm. Because when it goes in and it's infused in you, then you're like a magnet, right? Then it becomes contagious. Then it's that, you know, attraction, not promotion thing. Mm. It's kind of like we have to learn not to live our entire life in an exhale. Mm. Because I think anyone who feels like they have a gift to give there feels like such a selfishness in how much we enjoy the gift Yes, that we decide I'm only allowed to play with this gift because so many people don't Mm -hmm. live their gifts. So many people don't live a life that they love that if I'm going to get to, I better really give it away and really make it about service. And I love making my Dharma about service. And I do think that it's helped me in many, many ways to think about it in that way. But if I'm only giving it a service, it's a constant exhale and my tank gets emptier and emptier and emptier. And at some point spirit will make me sick, shut me down, Mm -hmm. cause my hip to go out, cause something to happen to say, Hey, there's no regeneration happening here. There's an inhale and an exhale for a reason. Right. It was like, I, I actually had this day on the acupuncturist table and I, it was like, I could hear the divine saying to me, we gave you these gifts so that you would have fun with them. We made you a healer because it's fun, right? We made you uh, be able to manifest your visions because it's fun. You know like, what I also think on this tip? There are so many women and men, but women that I have talked to or work with, many who are probably listening to this podcast, who are so beautiful that when I am in their presence, I am in awe of what creation is because they are so, so beautiful. And I find this patterning of 
I want to be beautiful for someone else. Mm. I want to be beautiful to attract attention. Mm-hmm. I want to be beautiful so the boy thinks I'm cute or likes me or doesn't leave me. But there is such a lack of a consciousness around I get to enjoy my own beauty. Yes. I get to look at myself in the mirror and be, yes, that is good. Yes. Yes, that feels good. Yes, my thighs today. Yes. Short shorts. Like the other day, I was literally getting dressed in the middle of the living room. <laughs> and Kristen was like, Natalie, your body is so hot. You look so good. And I was like, yeah, when was the last time I ever said that to myself? Uh, maybe never, right? <laughs> but it's for our own enjoyment. It's for our own enjoyment so that we can look in the mirror and go, wow, look how gorgeous I am. For our own self-love first. So I don't know if this resonates with anyone, but it feels like for me, go in first. Let it be internal first. Because you can't give away truly something you don't have. And I do think there's something about living in a world where we feel a sense of lack. There's a lot of consumerism. There's a lot of the idea that there's something that you need that you don't have. There's a lot of competition. There's a lot of jealousy. There's a lot of feeling of not enoughness. And I do wonder if sometimes we're giving away our lunch Mm -hmm. and then sitting and just feeling so hungry yeah. And then complaining about it. Right. It's almost like if you feel like you want someone else to tell you that you're beautiful, it means it's time to sit in front of the mirror yeah. and tell yourself it so often until you don't need to hear it anymore because you're so certain of it. Yeah. Right. Same thing with telling yourself how prosperous you are, how successful you are, how good at making money you are. I mean, that's the first rule of of business strategy is you pay yourself first. That's right. It's the first rule. You put money away for your retirement. You put money away for your vacation. You, you know, you, you go and do something nice for yourself that feels luxurious. You pay yourself first and that that has to be a priority. And it's the first shift of money consciousness is, is, and it's what Catherine Ponder says, me first, then you first. Yeah. It was almost like the divine was saying to me, we can't wait to serve you. And can you be the vehicle through which we serve you? Mm. Right? So when you are so attuned to your own needs and desires and are willing to be like the hand that feeds you, you get to like, it's the quickest way we can get to you. Yeah. Yeah. And it's the way to build trust Mm. because if you're always abandoning yourself, to heal, help, fix, or do for someone else, then your own internal mechanism says, well, Kristen's not safe. She doesn't take care of me. She often puts someone else ahead of me. So I don't feel safe to give her more because everything she gets, she gives to someone else. So I'm still not getting fed over here. And there's something really big to dismantle, I believe, especially in spiritual community where we genuinely with all our hearts want to help others. Yeah. And it's a pure gift that we've been given that we have this empathy and compassion and we are here to enjoy our own gifts as well as watch others enjoy them. That is exactly. And I almost want to argue that once we can truly enjoy them, then they can really expand for other people's joy. 
Mm. Right. Um, so we have a, 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 a listener question. Yeah. That I actually think ties into everything that we've been well, talking of about. Of course it does. Of course it does. Everything is everything. everything. Okay. So uh, the sweet, sweet girl, her name's Darla. Hi, Darla. She says, Thank you so much for asking a question. We love it when people ask us oh, questions. So fun. Um, hi, Natalie and Kristen. I love your podcast. Thank you. When life is life, you guys bring some light into many of our lives. I know Natalie is a big fan of Christmas. And also good at segues. <laughs> See how I've been talking about Christmas. <laughs> You're such a linker. Um, I'm not a big fan of the holidays. I think it's about people's expectations of the holidays, the perfect gift, the perfect tree, and the lights. I would like to go on a desert island for two months to skip the holidays. Anyway, what are some suggestions to get out of this funk? What an awesome question. Well, the first thing I want to say is, hey, if you want to go to a desert island... That's what I was thinking. Go to a desert island. It's your Christmas. You can do whatever you want with it. Every Christmas movie you watch, every Christmas song you listen to, there's this feeling of, like, warmth and love and, like, let's drop all the shit that doesn't really matter and remind ourselves of what really does matter. Mm -hmm. Traditionally, we look at the holidays. Christmas was actually celebrated on the solstice, which was, quote unquote, the darkest of year, the longest, the, the day of the least amount of sunlight. And we celebrated the moving into Christmas, which was the day that the light returned. Mm. So there was this feeling around the Christmas holidays of the releasing, the letting go, the surrendering to what feels dark, and the hope the inspiration that no matter how dark something feels, light comes. So for me, whether it's the lights on the Christmas tree or the light of the baby Jesus being born or however you want to think about this tradition, it's about the hope of what can be. And so there's something about watching those cheesy Christmas movies which are kind of all about some curmudgeon person who doesn't like Christmas and is always busy working very hard and believes in consumerism. There's always this encounter with love that changes them. Mm. And then there's hope for a different kind of life. So for me, the whole darn holiday just represents the hope of the returning light of no matter where we are in our life, no matter where we are in our process, no matter where we are in our humanity, in our relationships, in our desires, that there's hope that more light can come into this situation if I open myself up to more love. That's why I love Christmas because it represents that for me. Now, Having just filmed a Christmas commercial, I can say that there's also this whole other realm of Christmas, which is the uh, consumerism and buying the things and all the presents and all the wrapping paper and how awful that is for the environment to have like all of these presents under the tree and that it puts all of this financial pressure on people, especially I read this thing recently about uh, people saying don't communicate to your, your children like that you can just get whatever you want because some families can't afford to get children whatever they want and it creates this separation and this pressure and then of course we have the feeling of if you've lost a family member mm. and there's the grief of that first holiday or the grief of the people that you love not being there so it's a huge mixed bag and I think that the thing to come back to is 
what does the holiday mean to me? And how do I want to celebrate this moment? Mm. How do, how, what brings light into my life during this time? And for all of us, the answer is different. For some of us, it might be sitting around a Christmas tree with our family. And for some people, it might be sitting on an island meditating. And whatever brings that light to your life is exactly how you celebrate it's really fun to live your life like every day is Christmas. So you take the pressure off that one damn day, right? Like every day I get to give myself a present. Every day I get to live my life like I'm looking at twinkle lights. Every day I get to do what feels juicy and hopeful and like the return of light in my own essence. And so then by the time that holiday comes, it's just an extension of what I'm already doing and feeling. And whatever intuitively feels like the right thing to do, it becomes an easier choice to make because I haven't made such between every other day. day. We love you. (laughs) Thank you for listening. And thank you for being our friend. Thanks, Darla. Thank you so much for listening. We love to feel like we have friends all over the world in you who are committed to doing their dream on the planet. And if you like this podcast and you want to find out more about what we're doing, who we are, our pop-up classes, our online classes, you can check all of that out at thecreateseries.com. And if you want to be part of our Facebook community, you can go to the Create Community page. That's C, period, R, period, E, period, A, period, T, period, E, period, community. And if you loved this podcast, why not share it with a friend? 